What do believers do? We believe. What do we believe? You know, I, I thought about that until I went into prayer and, and Reverend Ann was praying over me. What do believers do? We do what, 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 what they were doing in the prayer room. We pray. We believe. Right? We speak things out and watch them come to pass. You know, that's what Mark eleven twenty three says, you know, that whosoever shall speak unto this mountain and tell it to be cast into the sea, but shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says shall come to pass. That man shall have whatsoever he saith. And he said, he said, whatsoever things you desire, that when you pray, you believe that you receive them and you shall have it. Right? So believers, just we just believe. We believe for the best. You know, we want the best. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. I'm going to try to keep this short, but I'm going to be led by the Holy Ghost. I got some notes, but I just want to flow. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 5. Starting at verse 21, this is talking about Jairus. Verse 21, it says, And when Jesus passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was near unto the sea. You know, it's funny that he said near unto the sea because I was thinking about today. I said, you know, if Jesus was on this earth today, I think he'd live in Nova Scotia. I really do. You know, it, it gives me a scripture. It proves that. You know, he was, he was near unto the sea. You know, Nova Scotia has 13,000 kilometers of coastline, and has uh, 5,000 islands and what it says, I wrote it down in my Bible, it says um, over 300 rivers and 5,000 lakes, and it's only 67 kilometers away from the ocean. So I think, you know, if Jesus said that he was near under the sea, I, I believe he'd like to see. I believe he'd live in Nova Scotia. But yeah, let's go on. It says, and behold, there, was, there came out uh, one of the rulers of the synagogues, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. I pray, come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and live. Jairus had every right, you know, uh, and he believed that Jesus would heal his daughter. But, you know, it's, don't get me wrong, I, I find it an honor when people come up, like Pastor Gary's been getting us up to the elders to pray with people. And I, I just consider that an honor to pray with people. It's, it's truly, um, you know, you're going up to somebody and you're asking them to talk to God about you. And uh, I consider it a great honor to pray for people. But, you know, we're, we're only a point of contact. But, you know, as a believer, you can get what you need right where you sit. You know, like Dana and, and uh, was playing tonight um, just before pre, pre-service uh, worship uh he was playing up here on the guitar and he was just just flowing and i said lord everything i needed tonight i got just by sitting in my seat and i was good enough to go home because everything you need is in the presence of god everything you need right so god has always moved by faith he's always moved by uh your words and what you say will come to pass. It will come to pass. Um, let's keep on reading. Uh, it says, in verse 24, 
It says, and Jesus went out with much people followed him and uh, people thronged him. And verse 25 says, and a certain woman had an issue of blood for 12 years. He had suffered many things. She had suffered many things of many physicians and spent all that she had and nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she heard the word, when she heard of Jesus that came in the press uh, behind, she touched his garment for she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. And straight away the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that the virtue had gone out of him, and turned about into the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Do you see the multitude throwing you, and you say, Who touched me? But he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman was fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him the truth. What did she say to him? She said everything to Jesus, what she was believing for. And she seen it came to pass, right? And he said unto her, he said, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be healed of thy plague. So even if we're reading about Jairus and Along the way, what happened? There was disruption, you know what I mean? The the woman with the issue of blood. And we see that, um, we see that even though Jairus was believing God for Jesus to come lay his hands on his daughter, uh, we see a miracle happen right in front of his eyes. And uh, in those moments, you know, like whatever God promises you, you know, you can count on it. You can take it to the bank. You know, it says uh, in Galatians uh, 6, it says, Be not deceived, for God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. He said, He that sows to the flesh shall reap uh, corruption, but he that sows to the Spirit shall reap life everlasting. He said, And let us not grow weary in well-doing, for we shall reap in due season if we don't quit, if we don't cave in. Right? Verse 35, it says, While he yet spoke, there came a ruler of the synagogue um, of the certain house, which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why do you trouble the master any further? But look, as soon as Jesus, what? Heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Be not afraid, only believe. Even against all hope, you know, Abraham. Let's turn to um, Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. Start at verse 17. It says, As it is written, I have made thee the father of many nations before him who believed, even God who quickens the dead, and called those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. In verse 19, he says, Be not weak in faith. Being not weak in faith, um, he considered not his own body now to be dead, and he was about a hundred years old, and Sarah yet, or no, so neither yet in the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He said, And being fully persuaded, that what he had promised, he was able to perform. 
everything you need and everything you go through, you know, even the troubles, even the storms of life, even when, you know, the certain ruler came up and said, you know, your daughter's, your daughter's dead. You know, why, do you, why are you going to trouble Jesus anymore? You know, Jairus had a chance to, to give up, you know, to give up hope right there and then, but he didn't. And I, and I encourage you, whatever you're going through, you might be just going through a bunch of crap, but I encourage you, just do what Jesus said. Go into your prayer closet, tell him what you're going through, and, and, then, and then listen for him. Listen for him. Listen for a word from him. And I, and I guarantee he'll give you a word. And when he gives you a word, stand on that word till it comes to pass. You know, when I was going through some stuff, I, I, I went in the closet. I went in my, my little study, and I said, Lord, this is what I'm going through. And he just brought me to Romans 8.28. He said, all things work together for your good, James, because you love me, and you're called according to my purpose. It was a promise. And then he said, Roman, or he said Hebrews 13.5. He said, I'll, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. For, forever. That's a forever promise. And I said, okay, Lord. The next verse. You say, if God is for me, who can be against me? God, whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? Yeah, J.R.S. Jesus said to Jairus, what, be not afraid, only believe. Yeah. And even in the moments that, you know, Jairus was tested, you know, he, even, even in the circumstance here where he came, the, the ruler came up and said, you know, your daughter's going to be, your daughter's dead, don't bother him. He didn't say nothing. Jesus just looked at him and said, don't be afraid, only believe. Faith speaks, but also it's like, um, let's, let's read verse 36. He says, And Jesus heard the word he was, that was spoken. He said unto the rulers of God, Be not afraid, only believe. And then he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter, James, and John, and the brother of James. Even in the... Even in the moment of your weaknesses... Listen to that still small voice that's in you. And when you listen to him, just obey him. And just do what he says to do. And like I was like talking to Dana tonight, if you just keep the commandment of love, you keep the commandment of love, everything will be all right. Keep the commandment of love. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, says, you know, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is always expecting, but it has no expiration date. So whatever you're believing for, you know, you might be believing like, you know, J.R.'s daughter was, was 12 years old. Well, you know, the, the woman with the issue of blood, she suffered for 12 years. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how long you're going through something. Don't give up. Don't cave in. Keep believing God. And you'll see what, what you're praying for will come to pass. Hallelujah. 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 And don't be self-sufficient. 
you know, you might have money in the bank. You might have a great job. And you might be relying on those things, but don't, don't rely on those things. Rely on your Heavenly Father. He wants to take care of every need. He wants you to go to Him for everything. He wants to fulfill every desire. Everything you're believing God for, He wants to see come to pass. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 36. Well, we already read 36. Let's go on. He says, And then he came into the house, the ruler of the synagogue, and he sees um, that they were in great distress, and there was an uproar, and he seen them that wept and were wailing greatly. And he, he, when he came into, came into the house, he said unto them, why, why are you making this just a big deal? And the damsel is not dead, but she just, she's just sleeping. And they laughed at him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he, takes, he took the father and the mother and the damsel, and they that were with them um, entered into where the damsel was lying. They took the damsel by hand, and he said, Arise, arise, daughter. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, and she was the age of 12 years old, and they were greatly astonished, and with great astonishment. And he charged them straightly. He said, No man should know it, but he commanded that something should be given to her to eat. Whatever you believe him for, don't, don't, be, don't be in fear. You know, like uh, me and Pastor Gary were going out to get his bike inspected on, the, on Saturday, and um, something disrupted us. You know, as we were going to go for breakfast, you know, Pastor Gary said, I want to buy you breakfast. I said, sure. And I was looking for my phone. And uh, I didn't have my phone on me. And I usually know where everything is. And I, and, I, and I said, I think I lost my phone. And the first thing that Pastor Gary said, he said, preach to me. Preach to me. So you know, when the first thing that comes out of your mouth, it's either faith or fear. Let it be faith. And what did I say? I said, I said John 14, 1. I said, let your heart not be troubled, but believe in God and believe also in me. My heart wasn't troubled. I was at peace. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, like, where we picked up his bike in Fall River, we took it all the way down the highway, all the way up to Main Street to, you know, a bike shop on Main Street, and that's quite a distance away. And I was like, where is that phone? But I was at peace through the whole thing. And Pastor Gary said, you know, because we were going for breakfast, he said, do you want to make a trip back? I said, if you want, let's, let's do it. So anyways, we went back to where we started, and we came back down the highway, didn't see nothing. And uh, I was just like, I was at peace through the whole thing. And I was like, you know what? It'll, it'll, and, and, and Dan said, where did it fall out? And I, and I believe it fell out of my pocket, in my back pocket. And what I said to Dan was, it fell out of my pocket, and it's going to be back in my pocket. And I just left it at that. And then me and Pastor Gary, we just went on our way. And then we went to, uh, went to a restaurant and had breakfast and got our breakfast paid for. You know, they, yeah. So, so anyways, I went home. And it wasn't the phone that was important, but it was just the contacts and the pictures and stuff like that. But whatever's important to you is important to God. Even if it's just a little cell phone. 
you know? So my wife said, um, said, what do you want to do today? We had the kids over. And I said, you know, I said, I just want to hang out with my friends today. But I said, let's just go one more time down the highway. And sure enough, we went down the highway. We started right at Dan's place out in Fall River. Went down the highway, didn't see nothing, didn't see nothing. Until we came to a fork in the road. It was go straight to Dartmouth or go straight to the number seven. Or turn right to the number seven. So anyways, we were going down the road and we are just about to hit the turn. And Heather goes, I think I've seen something. So anyways, we stopped the car right in the middle of the highway. And she gets out and here she is, you know, passing cars and stuff like that. And she goes down. And anyways, I told the kids, I said, I said, did you see auntie? Did she have anything in her hands? She said, no, no, she didn't. And she got back in the car and I said, did you, did you see anything? And she just looked at me and then she just pulled it out of her pocket. And it wasn't, it wasn't scratched up at nothing. You know what I mean? But in that moment, I felt like J.R. you know, and his family, they just, it was great astonishment. It was a great praise, you know? And I was just, I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Even the little things he cares about. Hallelujah. The mo- the, even the hairs on your head he cares about. Right? Yeah, we were. We were. <laughs> But, you know, faith always rests because you know the outcome. You know the outcome. Revelations 12, 11 says they've overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. You determine the outcome of your circumstance before you even enter it. When Pastor Gary said, preach to me, what was the first thing that came out? Faith. And faith is what I, it's just what I believe. Lord, I thank you. My heart is not troubled. I believe you. Right? I believe you. Even we were down in Digby one time, and we were just having fun. We were just at the racetrack, and the boys, my, Justin and Jordan, were at the racetrack, and they were just doing their thing and racing and stuff. And this guy uh, from Newfoundland, he went down the racetrack, and anyways, he didn't, he didn't get back up. So anyways, as soon as we found out that he was down on his bike, I said to Jordan and Justin, I said, get down there right away. And so anyways, I started you know, running down the racetrack, and... Uh, Anyways, this guy was down, and we just, you know, a crowd just was around us. And here we are, three guys, you know, me, Justin, and Jordan, praying and believing God for a miracle for this man, you know. And here we are, praying in tongues and, you know, just speaking the word. And I just, I just heard the Lord just say, just cry out to Jesus, cry out to Jesus. And... His last words were, Jesus. And you know, we did see a miracle on that, on that um, race trip. You know, he gave his heart to Jesus. That's all you need to do. You know, Revelation says his name is called the Word of God. And sometimes when you don't know how to pray for, you just say, Jesus. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, you're going to find my phone. And he did. Yeah, he cares about those little things. So keep your believer believing. Keep believing. Don't don't give up. And no matter what you go through, just just trust him. 
And sometimes we don't know how to pray. Just go in your room, go in that prayer closet, talk to him, and just say, Lord, this is what I'm going through. But I believe that you're, you're able to do anything. You, that you, the Bible says anything is possible to them. Well, all things are possible. We sung that song tonight. All things are possible to them that what? Believe. Just keep believing. Keep believing. Keep trusting. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.